but everyone experiences reality in a little bit of a different way. You know, through the first 20 or 30 years of your life, you're building your mental model for the way the world works. And this is something I talk about in the book and also in training. Your brain kind of wires. And as humans, we learn to operate through most of our days and most of our lives and almost autopilot. And most of the stuff that we encounter are stimuli that we've encountered before, and we're able to filter a lot of that stuff out and just kind of operate through it. You can never truly experience that reality the way that somebody else who's wired differently does. And Dali uses the example of, imagine trying to describe the way a rose smells to somebody that doesn't have a sense of smell. No matter how good a job you do, it's never as good as the real thing. And, and that's what it's like when you're trying to stress test a, you know, a really important decision with somebody who thinks a completely opposite way. So if you're like a linear thinker and you're talking with someone who's a lateral thinker, or if you're a really social person and you're, you know, you're, you're stress testing an idea with someone who's much more analytical. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. I've got an amazing guest for you today. Rob Friday has had an a, a incredible success. He's an entrepreneur. He is a new author. Um, and uh, he actually is a supplier to our business. He's a managing principal at Predictive Success and has uh, provided enormous coaching and development uh, in our business that you'll hear about on the podcast. And he has a book coming out. You can learn more about that on robfriday.com. And Rob is at mid-30s, incredibly wise, has learned so much in his career. And I think he will share a bunch of really, really amazing um, uh, insights and then also point you to tools and strategies so that you can have an incredible, successful career as Rob has. So thanks leaders for tuning in. And again, if you like what's happening here, please rate and review and and share uh, our podcast with others. And if you know any amazing young leaders, I would love if you could share uh, our program with them, Student Works Management Program and our podcast so they can learn more about the amazing things we're doing. Thanks so much. So, Rob, thank you very much for joining us today on the uh, Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Happy to be here, Chris. Good to see yeah, you again. No, that's wonderful. So, uh, so, so, Rob, I know it's I know, I know it's been a while, but but tell me, you know, what you were like before our program. So, I was always one of those those kids that had the entrepreneurial itch from as long as I can remember. I was always knocking okay. on doors, seeing if I could shovel a driveway for five bucks or uh, mow the, mow the neighbor's lawn. Uh, started a business selling. Muskoka chairs back in high school. So you know, uh, I always loved running businesses and, and I was always interested in being an entrepreneur. I think my parents kind of instilled that in me from a young age. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I saw the opportunity to, to learn, you know, a more systemized approach is something that appealed to me. Yeah, no, I, I, and I know, I know your father as well. Uh, you know, Steve's awesome. And I, and I, and I, I remember, you know, speaking with him or speaking with other of your friends who are operators or your DM that, you know, Steve was a, was a coach or, you know, just like, Hey, what are you doing? And, and, and involved also as a, as a, as a, as a mentor in your business. Definitely. I mean, you know, 
one of the things my, my dad always instilled in me from a young age was, you know, if you want to become successful in business, one of the keys to success is finding something that you're passionate about and then getting other people to teach you how to do that and then going and doing that yourself or buying a business similar to that or doing, doing that on your own. So that was yeah. something that when I saw the opportunity with, with StudentWorks or kind of heard about it, um, I kind of jumped at it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And just one follow-up as well is, is um, you know, it's like uh, Steve was so, uh, you know, again, passionate about what you got out of the program. I know he, or was it Paul Cheevers? Did he hear from Paul Cheevers? And is that how you found out about the program? One of our alumni who was a top-performing alumni, now a VP of Leonard Realty in the city. It's kind of a funny story. My dad and I were strategizing about what I was going to do when I got to university for my summer jobs. And one of his clients, Paul, Paul Cheevers is actually one of his clients in his financial advisory practice. Uh, he told wow. him about this program where I think he made like $30,000 or something like that back in the 1990s. And that's just incredible money if you're in university. So yeah. well, what's that all about? Uh, and then as we started learning more about it, uh, I wanted to get into the Ivy Business School. And I heard that if you had run an entrepreneurial venture, you had a better probability of getting in. Uh, and I hadn't right. run the pre-accepted program. So I was still you know, making sure that I had good marks, but also wanted to do as much as I could. Or I knew I needed to do as much as I could in order to you know, beef up my resume when I was going to apply into Ivy. Uh, so we saw this as a great opportunity to make some money uh, and then also as a great opportunity to get these business skills. Uh, so I actually, you know, following my dad's advice, went and applied to be a painter in my year oh, between wow. high school and college because I knew that I wanted to run a business when I was in between my first and second year. Uh, and funny story, that's actually how I met Sean Kelly. Yes. So I randomly applied to be a painter. Sean Kelly was the franchise manager in Burlington. Uh, and you know, long story short, Sean's one of my best friends. He's actually going to be the best man in my wedding. Yeah. Uh, and that all tracks back to that summer in student works. Yeah. And and Sean, Sean is actually one of our podcast guests. He's so so in, and a tremendously successful sales leader and had, had an incredibly successful career with us and after us. So uh, isn't that I, isn't that neat? You know, because it's like oh wow, you know. So it's it's uh, you know finding out about a program early, working in advance of it, um, and then also as well knowing someone in the program, so you knew it was going to work. Well, you knew a bunch of people in the program. So well, that's that's awesome. So. So what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in the business? One of the things that I learned very early on in the business and, you know, thinking back to my years before I, I did the student works program, I always, you know, I love starting these entrepreneurial ventures, but I was always doing everything myself. I, right. I, I didn't really, you know, understand the concept of leverage effectively. And I wasn't leveraging other people to get the stuff done for me very well. And right. I wasn't really applying a lot of systems in order to scale. So yeah. that's something that I took away right away when I first got a, you know experience coming to my first day of training, even from the time I worked with Sean, you know, right. I pretty quickly kind of started being his crew chief and learned how to run the business from that standpoint to kind of manage the painters that were working with me. And I was able to, you know, get more done by, you know, systemizing and structuring things. So um, that, that, that's something that I definitely took away from it. That's no, that's well, that's a really great thing, right? And, um, you know, just understanding systems, understanding process. You know, for me, I get it, but I don't get it at the level. Um, and our business has really grown because other people have come into my business, uh, my partner, Helen, and, and, uh, you know, uh, 
other people throughout the years have added systems and processes that have made our business more successful because I don't you know, specialize in creating systems. I just don't think that way, but I understand just how valuable they can be, right? And again, how to create scale. And it's it's really, you know, defining what those priorities are and then <laughs> leveraging other people to execute on driving those priorities for you. That's right. something that, you know, I first started learning about in Student Works and I've, you know, as I've built my career, that's always a priority for me is step back and think about, you know, how can I get this done by other people? How can I develop the process to be able to offload this so I don't have to do it again if it's not something I love doing? Yeah. Well, and also as well, so people get it like, you know, it's like, you know, offloading it to people. It's, it's in many ways, it's like early on in your career, you kind of offloaded some of your career development to me. And now I've offloaded, how do we uh, learn more about our operators to uh, to identify top operators and how to motivate them through predictive index. So it's so again, it's it's seeing how how again it's 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 this whole sharing of resources, sharing of skill sets, hmm. right? That can really develop you know a successful you know I guess it's kind of a matrix. You know, oh hey, the, these people can help me. You know, different people can help me. So what do you still rely on from the uh, from the program, Rob? It's a couple things. Uh, one, the network I built. Um, some of my best friends to this day, as I mentioned, Sean Kelly, uh, part, guy that I met through the program, best man in my wedding. So the network that I uh, grew from the people I met at Student Works, you know, some of the, the best entrepreneurs I've ever met and some of my lifelong friends. So uh, that's one key thing. Uh, another thing, sales skills. That's uh, one of the, I'd say, most important things that any young entrepreneur or just young business person can learn is how to be successful at persuading and influencing and building trust and credibility with prospects and clients, especially you know, the type of prospecting you're doing as a student in the program teaches you how to go out there, put yourself out there, build a relationship from nothing in a lot of cases, knocking on the door. Yeah. And that's a skill that if you have that and you learn how to do that early on in your career, you can leverage that in anything you do. So even to this day, you know, when I go cold, cold prospecting, you know, some of those skills that I learned early on and how to you know, come off with a voice of authority, how to come off and you know, show that you're someone that can help people accomplish their goals early on in your relationship with them. That's something that I would say I first started developing those skills back when I was doing student work. You have to. Um, and it's something that you know, your program teaches you how to do. But then I've leveraged that throughout my career. Right. Yeah. No, I think. And, and, and so often people don't understand just how valuable sales and influence are in a career. You know, when they read vice president, typically read, you know, killer salesperson, you know, like they, they can influence people because otherwise they're, otherwise they're not going to be in leadership roles. You know, it's everything. It's selling, you know, both external prospects as well as internal stakeholders. Even if you don't you know, plan on being in a role that requires you to go and sell outside the business, the ability to effectively communicate your point of view and to persuade internal influencers to whether it's give you internal resources or, you know, focus on the priorities that you think are most important for the business those are skills that require persuasion and influence and the ability to communicate effectively, which you develop in this program. Right. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And so Rob, tell, tell me about your career progress. So today at 36, um, I'm one of the top optim talent optimization consultants for a company called predictive index. So it's a global organization. We, we help companies identify uh, the right talent for roles and teach them a set of skills and processes in order to 
uh, build the job profiles and then get help get the right people in the right spots and then learn how to manage them effectively. Uh, most of the other people in this business are in their 50s or 60s, and, and I've managed to build one of these pretty large practices, one of the top practices globally uh, at age 36. Um, actually right. just finished writing my first book called Talent Optimizer. Uh, and it really focuses on the complete picture of helping companies identify you know, what kind of people are going to fit well within their culture. Uh, how do you go about attracting those type of people and then maintaining that culture you know, for an indefinite period of time by reinforcing it you know, with strategies that I've seen work at organizations that I worked with? Yeah, well, well, uh, you know, we are raving fans of your organization and you as a consultant. Uh, you know, you've worked very, very closely with us, and it's great that obviously we have a just a really great relationship predating that. Obviously, involved uh, us feeling confident to make the big investment because it is a big investment to to choose your your organization, and then as well, you know, just great coaching about you know of me and then our team on how to implement it. Right. And so and our, our business has been, you know, a growth 500 company, you know, and and if you look at um, the period where we're really, really growing, one of the things that in common was jo- you coming in, joining our company. Now, to a certain extent, we were growing so we could afford more investment in the business, which allowed us to go and say, oh, great, we can we can afford Rob's business, which allowed us to grow more, which is really great. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no. So thank no, well, thank you. Thank you. So um so what prompted you to join Predictive Index? So at a very young age, I always loved playing poker. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those kids that was always, you know, organizing the poker ring with friends of mine. And uh, the thing I loved about the game more than anything was the idea that you could try to read people's poker tells or kind of figure out what they were doing based on observable behavior. And, okay. You know, I bought all the poker books and you know watched all the poker. It was VHS tapes at that time uh <laughs> just to try to learn about you know poker tells and, and just, yeah. just fascinated me and then i learned that there's this whole you know area of business around behavioral psychology and why people do the things they do and how you can build these models to identify the type of people that will succeed in certain roles and then you know actually put a strategy in place to help managers recognize the differences and how they can you know optimize their approach to get more results out of these people. So it was just kind of this natural progression for me that I, you know, I had a passion about this concept of understanding people. And then right. the more I learned about this business, kind of the deeper it went. So I just kind of you know threw myself at it. I love doing it. And it's something that I'm passionate about. So that's why I got into it at an early age. Yeah, because you've been doing it a long time and really got started really early. Right. You know, so were you 26, 27 when you got started? 26. And the, the average age of the consultants in my business in the 50s. So I was a bit of an anomaly and they took a bit of a risk on me. And, you know, uh, true to our model, the, you know, I, I actually, you know, I cold called the president of the Canadian operation and um, I, I saw I'd actually taken the assessment looking at doing some work with another company. And I saw this was a pretty neat instrument. Uh, so I looked right. him up online, gave him a call. Uh, didn't really meet any of the qualifications he was looking for, but lo and behold, he had me take the assessment, gave me an interview, had me do a few different assessments, and I, I scored pretty well on them. Like, yeah. no, I'll give you a shot. And you know, that was ten years ago now. And uh, having gotten this business that much earlier than everyone else, you know, I'm that much further ahead now. And it, it's all just because I, you know, I was willing to take the risk of cold calling him. Right. And you, you actually saw the opportunity and created the opportunity, which is really great. Because one of the things, one of the things I actually like to share is a lot of our top performers 
opportunities chase them down, right? They're, they're, they're knocking on their door. And I know in conversations with you, because, you know, uh, leaders, Rob and I are friends as well as, 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 you know, do business together. And we talk about things, we hear about things. And, you know, so I know at different times, people have been chasing you down to look at, look at different opportunities and, and that happens. But also this is a situation where you saw an opportunity and again, you went after it, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things I, you know, if I see something I'm interested in, in a lot of different things in life, you know, I'll go after it. Yeah. Just like I do with student works, right. You know, I, yes. I, yeah. I, sought out the opportunity based on something I heard and, uh, yeah. after. so, you know, and that's, and that's what successful people do. Right. And they're not frightened. Like, cause I think sometimes people don't want to go do that type of thing because they're frightened. Oh, fear of rejection or, or, oh, maybe they won't like me or maybe it's the wrong thing. You know, all those things go away when we've knocked on as many doors as we've had, or we've been rejected so many times, it's all good because we know the more people we talk to, the more people are going to say yes. You know, in fact, so it's all okay. So um, you don't, you don't get what you don't ask for. So (laughs) you don't get what you don't ask for. Oh yeah. We tell lots of stories like that. You bet. So, uh, so why do you, why did you decide to write a book? So uh, talent optimizer, it's going to be coming out shortly. Uh, Over the past 10 years, you know, I've, I've learned a lot more about what I think, what I've seen the best companies do differently. And, you know, I started off kind of learning about this predictive index concept and, and applying this in businesses with great results. Uh, and then I started to learn about what other businesses were doing on top of that. And, you know, I thought now that I've gotten to the point in my career where I have all these stories, I need to synthesize that into a process for businesses. So um, that was something that I've been thinking about doing for a couple of years and then kind of put my foot down uh, last year and, and uh, bet the president of our company that I'd have the book done within six months. Uh, so kind of lit a fire under my tail to get it done. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, have the book written. I'm just building the marketing plan to launch it now. Uh, and it, it's awesome. something that I, I was really passionate about, and this was an opportunity to kind of synthesize a lot of those stories uh, and share them with clients, with prospects, just with the world in general, because it's, uh, you know, it's definitely one of my uh, things I get a lot of personal satisfaction out of is, is sharing those things that I've seen work and kind of connecting people like you or um, yeah. you know, my other business contacts with others uh, in order to help them learn what these best companies are, are doing to, uh, to become as successful as they are. Yeah. And, and it's, um, I first ran into, uh, I guess, concepts, programs like the one at Predictive Index in my mid thirties. That's the first time I learned about it. Um, when I was a member of the entrepreneurs or organization, I heard someone speak about it and it was like, oh my gosh, like it really was kind of mind blowing. It's like, wow, the, this, there's this technology that actually will help me understand people better and coach them better and identify them better. Is this ever fantastic? And to most people, it's completely a mystery hmm. and no wonder why they're not having the same success as people who totally have it dialed in and know what they're looking for and know how to manage their people and and know if someone doesn't have some of the same attributes that other people do what they need to do to fill in the blanks for them right it's just it's so it's such a huge advantage um and uh so so i'm i'm excited to read your book um and uh, i'll be an early buyer rob so just you know i'll help i'll help the j- numbers jump at amazon or whatever to help market so <laughs> it will be uh we'll be releasing on amazon i'm gonna release a few chapters on robfriday.com pretty shortly so there's my little plug awesome awesome well that's good no no and again it's just it really it really is wonderful i you know um 
And uh, uh, so, so again, you know, predictive index, it's a great tool, you know, uh, for all, all the leaders in our business, the student works management program, learn it, we coach it as people, you know, get more senior in the business, they get a better understanding. Uh, a lot of times as well, they get to work directly with Rob and, and, and be coached by Rob on, on, um, you know, some of the, you know, again, better understand it better, et cetera. So one of um, my favorite quotes of all time, actually, I was going to reference it a little later on, but, uh, actually the book I, I think I bought for you, uh, Ray Dalio yes. principles. He, he's a big believer in, and, you know, I, I go through, as you can see behind me, a ton of business yeah. books last year, I probably yeah. read 43, actually that was number yeah. 43. And the, the yeah. best one that I think I've ever come across was Principles by Ray Dalio. And he talks about this concept in life, how uh, most people live life at what he calls level one. And, and level one of reality is reacting to the things that just kind of happen in life. Now, as you go through a day, if you try to you know go and prospect, either you make a sale or you don't, and then you go on to the next one. Or some people will step back and say, when, I, when I'm not successful with something, how can I step back and think about you know, what happened there? What principle can I draw from that? And that's level two is stepping back and, and developing principles to know when you're coming across a similar situation in the future. And, and so that's level two of reality. And then he calls level three is building training systems or algorithms to apply the level two principles to get better level one results. So if you can step back and think about all these different things that happen when you don't get the results you're looking for, what can you learn from that? And how can you widen your aperture in some cases to learn from other people or other businesses that have been through similar problems or situations in the past and develop a you know, set of principles to live by, to run your business by? Uh, so you know, PI, I look at as a set of principles for understanding how people work and how you can you know, apply uh, management strategies or leadership strategies to get better results. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so there, uh, there's a plug. It's a, it's a big book. It's really not that challenging a read. There's just so much knowledge and information. It's crazy. Um, so, so Ray Dalio principles. I love it. I bought the Audible as well. And and I and and Rob actually has this huge um, uh, list of li- list of principles. Or was that Ray's? That, it's actually that on his website. Did. You can download the the synthesis because there's. I don't know, like six. Most books have one or two key principles. This one has like 150. It's yeah. unbelievable, but it's, you know, he's in his, I think, 70s now. And the whole thing that he wants to do at this point in his life is, I mean, he's a self made billionaire. He's become successful yes. enough himself. He wants to find a way to make other people more successful. So he's sharing the wisdom that he's learned from himself and the other people that he's interacted with. And, you know, he's, the most successful hedge fund manager. So he's interviewed everyone from Elon Musk to Bill Gates to Warren Buffett. Like he knows everyone and takes these principles that all these really smart people have learned in their lifetime and writes them in this, you know, awesome business book where it's, it's really easy to kind of understand. So, you know, taking one of those principles from him, I've I've taken my first stab at it, but uh, I I wouldn't, uh, (laughs) wouldn't hesitate to say that you're going to get a lot out of that book. uh, And it's phenomenal. Feel very, very confident you'll get a lot of it. So, um, so you know, Rob, how did you, did you know that running a business was the right thing for you? What were the signs? So, I'd say early on, it was the the entrepreneurial itch, the opportunity to uh, make a lot of money was obviously appealing. But when I think about what the number one reason was, and especially the thing that kept me going during some of the you know rough patches that everyone experiences running your own business you know i had this this kind of plan that i wanted to get into the ivy business school 
And when I learned that this opportunity could help me get into that business school, that became you know, a reason for doing this. And this, that became a reason that I wanted to you know, learn about how to run a successful and be a, you know, a, a President's Club member at Student Works Painting uh, so that I could get into that, uh, that Ivy Business School. So that, that was one of the things that appealed to me. And, and I would say um, you know, early on was, was another reason that I decided to go full force with this. Right, right. Yeah, no. And uh, um, what about looking back, you know, again, you know, there's lots of good things clearly that have happened in your career. You've been very, very successful. But what what about biggest failures and mistakes? And what did you learn from those? So I'd, I mean, I, I'd spin this question a little bit and, and kind of use the Dalio <laughs> reference and say, you know, every failure you go through is an opportunity to learn a new principle. So, right. you know, there's lots of different situations that I've come across in my lifetime where things didn't go as I would have liked the first time. Uh, you know, even as I'm writing my first book, you know, one of the things that I realized was things weren't happening quick enough. So I had to, you know, put a stake in the ground. And, you know, so, you know, using the um, Alexander the Great reference, burn the ships to make sure that I was going to get it done on time. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when things don't go the way I want them to, it's more about figuring out how to learn that principle and, and implement it so that next time I come across it, uh, I don't make the same mistake twice. Now, to answer your question, uh, one of the things that I learned early on in my career was, uh, you know, be careful about how much revenue you generate from any one uh, stream. So, okay. you know, today my business has, you know, over 50 clients, um, probably closer to 100 now that I, you know, I'm in touch with every year. So I have all these different revenue streams. They're all recurring revenue streams. When I right. look at, you know, the businesses that are most appealing, they're ones where you have a system that you can teach people that, you know, then makes them uh, self-sufficient so that you get this long-term recurring revenue stream and every year things grow. Uh, and you become a larger business as opposed to being worried about you know, one revenue stream. Uh, and if you lose that revenue stream, then you'd be in trouble. So that's something that I would say was, uh, you know, that I made a mistake on early on and that I've you know, since corrected and, and have looked for in every business opportunity since then. I love that business model. Your business model is great. Um, <laughs> in, with that, with that respect, right? Yep. And and again, we're we're and you know, just for our leaders, we are a client of Rob's, and we're happy that we're part of it. Like we're not thinking of going anywhere else. We've used other tools before, because um, by the, in my mid thirties, we started using tools, just not as good tools, and you know, freer tools or whatever, and then a little bit more expensive tools, and then we got to you know Rob's amazing tool, and so. So again, um, it's not like we're locked in because we're quote unquote somehow locked in. No, we're locked in because we need this tool to make our business better. So, uh, so that's that's really awesome. And with um, that, you know, one of the greatest compliments my clients can pay me is when they refer other business to me. And, and thank you, mm-hmm. Chris, for referring other clients. But that's that's tells me that you know the clients that I'm working with are getting real value out of that if they're willing to open up their network and you know connect me with other people that they have a strong relationship with, they wouldn't do that if, you know, they weren't getting real value out of what I'm doing. So, um, you know, when you, when you do good work by your clients and you, you know, you build a real relationship and you make sure you're always there for them. Um, I think that's something that, uh, you know, obviously people recognize and even people considering doing, doing Chris's program, uh, you know, you get referrals in year two and year three and, and each year you do it, the business gets bigger and, and, you know, you start to build these relationships that even, you know, your clients in some cases, become lifelong friends. So. 
Yes. Yeah. No. No. That and that's something that 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 happens. And and the other thing as well is I always like to share as well. One of the things you know is about people in our program is a lot of times like if you look back at you, Rob, in, in high school, you were an athlete, you were smart in school, you know, you had a bunch of friends, you worked hard, you had great role models. Like a lot of things in your life were going well, as I recall. Okay. You know, not that we were tight back then, but you know, you coming into our program. And so one of the things I like to think is that is again is if we think about mistakes or failures as something bad, a lot of times it's no like you, you know, our top performing Canadians or, you know, North Americans get so little feedback about problems, you know, just because they're top performing. So it's like you come into a program like this and you get, oh, wow, that didn't go well. And that didn't go well. And that didn't go well. That's awesome. Because now I'm learning what I need to put in, right? Like I'm getting negative feedback, which is, which is great. So, so it's kind of, again, reframing. That. Yeah. Just, and I'm a you know big believer in the reframing and, uh, you know, being that, Focusing on that internal locus of control, if you know what that means, by uh, you know always being a creator of circumstance as opposed to a cre- creature of circumstance. And yes. you know, when things don't go the way you want them to the first time, step back, think about what happened. How can you diagnose that and figure out how to avoid similar you know outcomes in the future, uh, and put the pieces in place to drive those results again through other people so that you can get the results you're looking for next time. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, so if someone was considering venturing out into the entrepreneurial world, uh, Rob, what advice would you give them? I, I'd reference back to my, my dad's advice there on find something you love to do or that you're passionate about and then get someone else to pay you how to learn that business and then start a business like that or something similar to it. Uh, you know, early on in your career, like, you know, teens and, and 20s, you, you want to get into a business where you can learn, learn a lot. Um, and, you know, especially uh, being, if you, if you want to be an entrepreneur, be a lifelong learner. That's the number one piece of advice that I can give anyone is you know, you're going to experience a lot of different things in your lifetime. The sooner you can start filling your head with what other smart people have learned, the better. So get audible, uh, or learn how to use the, you know, the Siri read to me app and, and use Kindle. That works too. Uh, every time yeah. I'm driving, I don't listen to the radio. You know, I'm constantly yeah. just le- listening to audiobooks. You can even listen to them on one and a half speed if you want to go through it quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then learn those principles that will help you become successful through your lifetime. Um, you know, another kind of great book, Sapiens, uh, Harari, yes. the, author, the author, talks about how the average lifespan today for today's teenagers will be over 100 years. So in yeah. that lifetime, you know, most jobs are going to be at some point displaced by technology. So the, the, the roles that people will be working on you know 40 years from now will require people that are ongoing learners so the the sooner you learn that skill or that habit of ongoing learning the better and the more well equipped you'll be to stay ahead of that curve um, and, and to continue to be successful yeah yeah and 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 certainly um you know one of the challenges is i think it's going to make life more and more unfair meaning the people who have skill sets like you and have mindsets like you and willingness like you to go and say, hey, I'm going to keep, it's really hard to replace Rob Friday with a, with a machine. It's just going to be really, really tough, right? All the things that you do and the conversations that you have, you're really participating at such a unique level. You know, the, the AI is going to go looking at other roles. So it's like, you know, what can I do that is that is really unique and different. And part of it is, is when you're doing something that again, you're learning every year and you're getting better every year and you're really making a difference in the economy, then 
that's really what that's really where to where to spend that time and that that focus i think as a looking forward into your career as a young leader so um you, you know as you went from teenager to university student to you know now in your mid 30s um what do you have to change about yourself you know because one of the things we always like to share is is like who you are now is not who you want to be in the future so you know as i've call it matured <laughs> just you know different <laughs> priorities in your life so yeah. uh, you know early on it was building my you know my, my knowledge base on how to become successful in business and then you know it was building a strong relationship with my fiance now and as right. you you know as your life progresses you kind of have these different priorities that show up and and then you need to kind of you know shift your focus to different areas of your life uh, but right. the, the you know the, the habit of stepping back every you know, so often every year and thinking about you know, what do, where do I want to be five years from now and what do I need to do right now to help me get there? So, you know, the reason I wrote the book, another you know, key reason to that was where do I want to be in five years? Am I, how, how can I scale where I am today? Well, I need something that can share what I believe in, in a, you know, much, much more scalable fashion. So that was something that I saw as, you know, being in important and, and I you know, spend some time doing uh, in order to help me get to the next level. So it's, it's just that habit of you know, thinking about where you want to go and, and then, you know, planning in order to get there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's good. That's great. And, and so when, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, Rob, what comes to mind? So for me, the leaders of tomorrow are the, as we mentioned, these learners, people that you know, want to get uh, their knowledge early on in their careers and continue to grow that knowledge and find things that they're passionate about uh, and innovate. You know, people that want to actually create value for other businesses and, and the leaders of tomorrow are the ones that you know, are willing to go out there and, and take some risk and you know, do some things that are going to cause them to kind of stretch their comfort zone and be a little uncomfortable uh, in what they're doing from time to time. But know that you know, as you do those things, you will get better and you'll become more successful and you'll build more of these principles that will allow you uh, as a leader to become more effective and, and more successful. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, Rob, I really appreciate you, um, you know, just an incredibly successful leader coming on to our, our, our podcast and sharing your wisdom, sharing your success. Um, I look forward again to reading the book. I know there's, there's whispers of a potential podcast, which I'm excited about. And that's one thing as well that I know you were sharing about Audible, which I do use. I also find that there's great learning on podcasts as well. Uh, for our for our leaders, um, you know, and 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 again, taking advantage of that downtime in your life and going and saying, "Hey, what can I learn? You know, what can I learn?" That's that's always my 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 feeling is is uh, you know, and, and, and yes, it's great to listen to music or whatever, but hey, you know, um, that extra little bit of effort makes all the difference over time. Like for me, I can just see it's like decades and decades of of putting into, well, I guess people can look behind me and see all sorts of books, I guess, in my, in my bookshelf. So like, and, and again, similar thing, reading and reading and learning and learning and talking with people can make all the difference. Yeah. The, the more that you, you read, I mean, as you can see the books behind me too, the yeah, more exactly. that I read these books, the more we have in common to talk about, you know, when, when you reference yeah. that you read, then I have something to say about that. And you yes. have these higher level conversations and you can get different perspectives that, other smart people have, and, and again, referencing Dalio, one of the important concepts in that book is it, it's more important to be right 
it just at the end as opposed to be right yourself. So how can you stress yes. test your ideas with other smart people uh, to see where they're coming from? And you know, the more information that you can kind of learn early on and, and grow throughout your career, the more effectively equipped you're going to be to do that. That's one of the things that I find a lot of my clients today leverage me for. You know, when they have an important decision to make, they'll call me up. And even if it's sometimes not related to just the, the PI stuff, you know, I've read a ton of sales books or I've read a, you know, a, a ton of books on just other areas of business that I can say, look, you know, this is something you should go and check out. And, yeah. you know, when you, when you think about the people that, um, you know, have excelled the most in their careers, they're the ones that really take that passion for learning. Um, whether it's through reading or through listening to podcasts or, you know, just taking yeah. advantage of that extra little bit of time in order to do something with it, as opposed to just, you know, vegging out. Everyone wants to do that from time to time, but. Of course. No. And we, we have fun. Rob and I have fun. <laughs> so, sure. um, but, but one of the other things I wanted for people to get about what you were saying is, you know, uh, Ray, Ray talks about not being right like not worrying about, am I right? He's worried about getting the right answer in the end. And so, so it's like disassociating yourself or, or separating yourself from being living in the world of right and wrong. It's like, oh, I'm right. I'm, you know, and really again, attaching there instead of, okay, what didn't I understand there? And so part of it is, is, is books. And then a lot of it is really going to, like you said, conversation, wise friends, what do you see here that I'm not seeing? You know, that, that that's also a way to sort of really get it and getting perspective. I know that's something you do. And you're right. I've reached out to you in the past. You know, uh, you know, hey, what about this idea? Or what about that idea? Or what do you think we should do here? And it's and it's really helpful to have other people's perspectives. Yeah, just on that note, uh, everybody, and again, it's another Dalio quote, but everyone experiences reality in a little bit of a different way. You know, through the yeah. first... 20 or 30 years of your life, you're building your mental model for the way the world works. And this is something I talk about in the book and also in training. Your brain kind of wires. And as humans, we learn to operate through most of our days and most of our lives in almost autopilot. And most of the right. stuff that we encounter are stimuli that we've encountered before, and we're able to filter a lot of that stuff out and just kind of operate through it. You can never truly experience that reality the way that somebody else who's wired differently does. And Dalia uses the example of, imagine trying to describe the way a rose smells to somebody that doesn't have a sense of smell. No matter how good a job you do, it's never as good as the real thing. And, and that's what it's like when you're trying to stress test a, you know, a really important decision with somebody who thinks a completely opposite way. So if you're like a linear thinker and you're talking with someone who's a lateral thinker, or if you're a really social person and you're, you know, you're, you're stress testing an idea with someone who's much more analytical, you're getting yeah. a perspective that you cannot truly appreciate or truly experience you can appreciate it but you can't experience it the same way and that's something that for me is really valuable and as soon as i started learning to embrace that you know i might not fully understand where they're coming from but i can appreciate the different perspectives to help me make the best decisions possible awesome awesome well well rob i really appreciate you and i really appreciate you spending the time here with our young leaders and making a difference and helping point them to education and ongoing learning and the amazing network that you've built up at such a really young age you know and client base as well even cooler <laughs> um that's making that's making a huge difference in in in, in the world so um, so thanks so much and, uh, and, and continued success. And I'm, I'm excited to hear about and read the new book. For sure. If Talent Optimizer is going to be coming out shortly, um, you can check out the first couple <laughs> of chapters at robfriday.com.
Thanks, Chris. Awesome. Okay, cheers. Thanks for the pitch, buddy. Talk to you soon. Hey, leaders. We have more great content for you coming up that I know you will love. So if you are listening and you have not done so already, make sure you subscribe to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. And if you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed. Better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering key habits and insights that can assist them in having super powerful careers.